0: You felt anger? You felt sadness? Do you feel guilt?
1: No, no. I feel that there is, I I feel that that, uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me.
2: We realized that we
3: believe that there was probable cause to charge uh, Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter. And then they somehow got loaded into a gun, handed off to Alec Baldwin.
2: And then he pointed the gun. And
3: then he pulled the trigger.
4: Live from downtown Detroit, it's No P.S. News
1: Out! With my main man, Starling! Nah, 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 nah. No bullshit. This is just breaking this Double bullshit. Double bullshit.
0: Hey, baby Jay, what'd you say? Like YouTube's now say like we can't smoke. They're gonna kick us up there. Uh,
3: no swearing. At least within the first thirty seconds, and then from there it gets kind of hazy on on their rules.
0: 30 seconds. Thirty
3: seconds. Oh, We're rules. at a uh, minute forty
0: eight now, so I mean oh, fuck off YouTube. Oh, YouTube's rules, Karen. Oh come on. <laughs> come on, Karen. Oh. Give me give me the S bomb, Karen.
4: <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. Uh uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to have Karen start opening these programs so we don't get booted off. <laughs> because she just doesn't curse. I mean, I just, just second nature. I curse,
4: Charlie. I'm you just do? not going to curse here. Yeah, I curse. Oh, so you Yes, are- I, do, I do curse. It's just, I'm not going to curse in public. And, you know, that's fine. I've cursed on the show before.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Red's walking around in red leotards. <laughs> he's. he's you know, he's going to play, uh, we're going to have Charlie Langton, the Fox 2 legal analyst and all around, you know, just hardworking media guy in town, come out and talk about legal stories of the day. And uh, one of them is uh, the fire and police pension fund suing world wrestling.
3: <laughs> yeah, WWE. Yeah,
0: Red just can't help but wear women's. Fucking pantyhose <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. But... <laughs> Nobody can
3: hear you. You're way off. You're going to get a
0: <laughs> Come on in and show them, right? Yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah come on, Red. Just... <laughs> share, share, share. <laughs> go ahead, Red. Get up there.
3: He's not red, though, right? He's. Uh, yeah, go
0: ahead. You get up there, bro. <laughs> God, now you're gonna cut his head off. <laughs> hey,
4: I have one. I have one of those that, that fur muffler. We
0: where know it's it's yours. <laughs>
4: Is it? No, red came serious? over. Yeah,
0: red Kim's He was the guy crawling in your bedroom window. last <laughs> time.
4: No, he didn't. That's not I where I keep my high. furs. But I have a muffler just like. I need to go check and make sure I still have it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, get your junk away from my head, (laughs) (laughs) Red. Weird. (laughs) All right, so we're we're waiting for uh, Charlie Langton to pop in here, but uh, I'm going to... You know what's more serious than death in America? You know what's more serious than death? (laughs) Fucking money. Oh, yeah. Yep. And what they're doing with it. So, riddle me this. What do you get when Democrats and Republicans crawl into bed together? You get Detroit. That's what you get. Want proof? Yes. Take a look at the latest Chrissy Illich development for Midtown. You remember Chrissy promised us a decade ago that he's going to build all kinds of stuff around that new Red Wings hockey arena, but only if the people of the poorest big city in America would chip in a couple of hundred million bucks to make the dream come true. Do you remember that? I remember it well. And Chrissy and his minions waved all sorts of the watercolor paintings right under our noses we have any of those look at that guys remember that one yeah where's that the purples and greens it's so luscious promising look at that that's going to be a multi-billion dollar city within a city and the watercolors worked because we chipped in more than 700 million dollars including interest and you've always got to include the interest but somehow the reporters around here when they're rewriting the press releases and you're looking for information they forget about the interest but we still got to pay it so now chrissy got the hockey arena and we got none of the revenue we didn't get any piece of the hot dogs no piece of the t-shirt none of the parking Hmm. nothing one dollar rent for 95 years not even property taxes so instead of the city within the city chris gave us a bunch of parking lots now Y'all know the people that listen to this program that I produced the story for the local TV news about how that plan was going to drain the city coffers and kids' schools were crumbling and school taxes aren't going to get paid and Mm -hmm. money's going to be siphoned from the library. Woo! Woo! I also detailed how the Illich organization was in arrears on its water bills at a time when the city was shutting off access to water for families behind under bills. And I ask you now, as I asked you then, how the fuck do you play hockey without ice?
3: <laughs> yeah, you need water.
0: Now, Chris blew a gasket about that story, and the TV executives pulled the story, and I didn't get mad. That's business. Big business. Big business. But then three years later, HBO blew into town and exposed the duplicity. And then I got mad. God damn, this didn't have to be. But now Chrissy's back. He's waving around the latest fantastical watercolors again. And local business leaders are barking with approval like seals to the sardine. And clearly, this group of downtown Republican business people and the Democratic politicians are all suffering from mathematical dyslexia and collective amnesia. Because here's the latest proposal for another measly $800 million. That's not even including the interest. And don't forget the other $100 million that Gretz gave them last month. All this public cash and prizes. Illich promises to finish that gleaming city within the city. Complete with low-income housing. It's great. Why don't we just build them their own houses? We get shops, we get restaurants, and wait for this one. New office space (laughs) that nobody in America wants anymore. You guys remember COVID? Remember Zoom?
3: Yeah, yeah, there's so much office. There's a lack of office space downtown.
0: that's a loser. That's what it's skyscraper we pay for not getting built. So never mind that much of the subsidies will be paid for by Illich's neighbors and competitors in the form of higher property taxes for them. That's how they get this. Your competitor who's already paying her taxes. Gets her taxes raised to pay yours, and Mayor Mike insists you believe that this Dream City will actually come to life this time around because billionaire developer Steven Ross is throwing his considerable weight behind it. If you don't know Ross, well, he's the guy that was instructing his coach and the Miami Dolphins to lose games. Yeah. <laughs> He got caught cheating on his taxes, and he became the second wealthiest real estate mogul in the United States during the Great Recession. Between 2008 and 2018, and that's according to ProPublica, which got a hold of his tax records. Now, even though Ross added $3 billion to his net worth during that period, he never paid a nickel in federal taxes and claims he actually lost $1.5 billion. How? How? By developing office buildings, empty ones, and then claiming that those buildings are losing because they're depreciating even if the value of them go up. I build a billion-dollar skyscraper. It's worth $2 billion, but the tax law allows me to say it's only worth $900 million, and I get to erase $100 million off my taxes. And if I don't use it this year, I can save it for next year. And that's how these motherfuckers do it. That's why they do it and it's all perfectly legal and it's a clear demonstration how the tax code is warped paid and bought for by the ultra wealthy and done by the co- politically connected that they put into the office now the latest in detroit development is a can't lose proposition for the fat cat money set but not so much for you the working tax-paying person remember Money's more serious than death. You think more about money than you do death. So quick, name me a project of any consequence in Detroit in the past decade that hasn't received a public handout. Name me one. I can't. I can't. No? Karen's shaking her head no, too. The citizens of Michigan are now on the hook for the insolvent Q line. Remember I told you all about that? Now everybody in Michigan's to pay for it thank you Escanaba and when you come on down I'm gonna give you a tour because it's a three mile loop you won't get lost don't worry about it it's very spacious in those cars too and we have very friendly homeless people they're like three homeless people in one they're so nice they carry on a conversation in one body we we are the green society The Hudson skyscraper, that looks more like a liquor store than the tallest building in Michigan. The Stellantis assembly plant, remember that one? Hasn't delivered a job. We told you about that. That's when we had Karen's old boss, Dave Bing, on. The old auto supplier, he laughed. (laughs) He said it's not going to create a single fucking job, and he was right. Now Gretchen wants to give hundreds of millions more to another Chinese company, this time a subsidiary of Ford, who makes batteries. Now that deals so bad that even the Republican governor of Virginia and Republicans love giving away our money. They told the Chinese to go take a hike, not us. Everybody in Washington saying we got to get rid of the Chinese. They're a threat. As we as we speak, you can google it, the factories are leaving China and going to Mexico. Not us. Let's give them some money. Are you kidding me? If these developers pay no taxes, then who funds the police to protect their pet projects? Or the firefighters to climb the empty stairs of their tall, empty office tower. Or the paramedics that got to pull you out. Rich fat cat guy who's choking on the gravy he's drinking for lunch. (laughs) The city continues to spin into chaos and we're all staring into watercolors. How much are we giving away? How much? There's no comprehensive list. Taxpayer, they treat you like a fool. There's no list for the local or state level outlining the magnitude of these public-private deals. Y'all remember James Holman? Oh, yeah. Of the yeah. Mackinac Center for Public Policy?
3: Yeah, he's a blast.
0: Very smart, <laughs> speckled white man. Spends his time counting money, reading documents when nobody else will. That's what the dude does. And that's why we have the dude on the show. You see how we're putting it together for you. Because the most dangerous kind of broke person is the one who could read and write. That's why we do the schools. And now they start to take it from the schools because they don't want us to read and write. But James knows how to read and write. And you know what James says? Nobody gives away more cash than Michigan. Period. Full stop. Right there. I I I didn't know we were rich. I didn't know this was 1965 when we were rich. This went from the richest city to the poorest city in my lifetime. You understand my anger about this? Why don't we try capitalism? Remember the free market principle? That's when a developer, now this I learned this in school, (laughs) a developer puts his own money up. He assumes the risk and he's rewarded with the profit should the risk prove successful. How old-fashioned is that? Because riddle me this, what do you get when you get a Democrat and a Republican in bed? You get Detroit. You get Michigan, you get modern United States, and the riddle has become the joke. No one's laughing. We need
4: though. an applause button after that, Charlie. I know, I know, I, you know, again,
0: I'll say it, Karen, like, I, I know, you know, I know how hard you fought this stuff. I know, I know, I know the grays that you, you know, suffered, that you committed. This,
4: this isn't liberal or this isn't hate. This is just bad money. It doesn't make sense, Charlie. I mean, but this is the thing. This is how rich people roll. I mean, they're able, they have these shelters, the opportunities um, to, you know, do things that keep them rich and keep them wealthy on the backs of those who aren't rich or wealthy.
0: And I know really smart people. Like the other argument is, hey, man, I'll take the jobs. If these guys don't pay taxes, the, the guy working will pay taxes. I get it. I understand the conundrum, but we've gone way beyond. There's nothing here. This this town doesn't work on the market principle. It doesn't.
3: Well, I'm just sick of people promising <laughs> things and then not delivering. Then them. there's that part. Yeah, I mean that that's what infuriates me more than anything. It's like you may have a contract, do what you said you're gonna do, or else we're clawing back some of this money.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's but, gonna create jobs. What jobs? Remember this? I gotta tell you that Chrysler plant on the east side, ten thousand jobs. You guys remember that?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Google
0: that's- it. They got less than 5,000 jobs, which is exactly the same amount of jobs before we gave them a half a billion dollars. And then Chrysler decided two months later, oh, we're going to actually merge with some French company and it's going to be called Stellantis." You never put "dad" in the contract, did you? It's
3: really funny. Keep how the,
4: in mind. I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, it's really funny how the state will claw back money if um, you collected unemployment improperly or their system failed mm-hmm. you. They'll claw that back from you, but never yeah. from a major development deal.
4: I, uh, it's, yeah. it's always the small person. You're absolutely right. I remember I, I won the lottery once for $5,000. And when I went to pick it up, they said, do you owe the state any money? And I said, no, actually, the state owes me money. Can you give that to me as well? I mean, it's like, what are you talking about? That's so, incredible. you know, the whole thing is a shakedown against the average person. I mean, it just is. And it's unfortunate. And, and it, it really shouldn't be this way. But one time...
3: You know, making a, a bad deal one time that they don't deliver on uh, okay, that sucks. Two times, three times. Well, as Charlie pointed out in the rant, it's just not you know, they just keep coming back for more and the city keeps giving it to them. I don't understand that.
4: Oh, we are But the reason is why. Why? Like none of it makes sense. So everybody why gets, everybody eats it? but
0: us. I tell you what, how about you give me a property tax break on my home because I got a going concern there. I got a couple successful people. I'm raising smart kid, right? We could use a 10-year tax abatement and 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 create more economic energy than this monster that they're coming up with. You promised us, Chris, you were gonna build it for that first handout. Yep. I didn't forget.
3: Yeah. Do what you say you're going to nobody. Do.
0: Nobody trusts you. Nobody likes this except for the set that they bring together to all the ones that go up to Mackinac party together. You know what I mean? <laughs> you
4: whores. Yeah, they are. But think, think about this, too. You know, when they talk about these development agreements and, you know, commitments to the community and OK, there's always that factor of the of a penalty rolled into the project. If, in fact, certain, you know, benchmarks aren't met so they know that that's not going to happen anyway. And they they just included in the development cost and going about their business. Did For you, me, I still think about when Mike Duggan stood up and, t- and said, we'll do anything to keep this Chrysler plant, plant over here on the east side. We'll even close off St. Jean. And without asking anybody saying anything, you look up and St. Jean was closed off. It's so, all gone. Yep. It's you just, done.
0: You're just lying, man. I'm. Not, I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing. I'm going to battle. I'm going to battle because I'm thinking all the shit. I'm. I'm. I'm battling with and for and you. And there, it's true. It all comes to. Do we able to get Langton? or was like
3: I'm going to send him a new link.
0: Okay, you send him a new link. Why don't you, well, well, let's let's hear from a word from our underwriters, our good friend at American Coney Island to begin with. There he is, Al Roker.
5: American Coney Island. So good, even Al Roker from the Today Show eats here. Not like that other guy, Al Joker, who eats at Lafayette. So make sure you're a Roker and not a Joker. American Coney Island.
0: Hello. That's right. Chris Cuomo got his dogs. He got his he got his coney kit. He, did. No. he went crazy. They loved it. <laughs> Good. He's bitching him. It was I know. I want a fucking hot dog, fucking coney. Dog. I go. It's not. You know. It's not coney. It's not Coney Island, Chris. It's there's a story behind that. I don't fucking feed the fucking hot dog. He ate the dogs. <laughs> Somebody gave Chris a present. Nobody's calling Chris anymore. Everybody used to call Chris. Everybody used to send Chris presents. Now nobody wants to know. I actually like him, this new Chris.
3: Yeah, he is a different guy now.
4: I was gonna say if he talked about the gifts the way he's uh, complaining about this one, then I see why, he wouldn't send one either.
0: (laughs) uh, Let me tell you how Legacy Partners Insurance is revolutionizing the industry. Anybody wanna guess as to how they're revolutionizing the industry? The insurance? Oh, boy. No idea. How? They're actually getting you insurance for less. (laughs) That is revolutionary. That's revolutionary. Pay less for more insurance. That's unbelievable. How do they do it? They go shopping for you. They are your agent. They sit down, ask you what you need, ask you what you have, ask you where you're going, then they shop. And hey, Red, they get back to you on the weekend, didn't they? Like remember the other insurance people don't even want to know you, do that. Nope. nope. And this is the people like maybe I'm gonna buy some sh- and and they're working. Yeah. I, on I, back it, on a it's unbelievable. On a Saturday. So listen, it's it's uh, it's true. Call 586-209-4106. They're independent, they shop for you. You get the quote, you're gonna be mad. I was actually happy. What you mean a thousand dollars less? Oh. Yep, five eight six. Two oh nine four one oh six, And of course, Hall financial. Help yourself. Over 40% of Americans don't got the 500 bucks for the, that emergency. That's bizarre. Remember what we talked about at the top of the show? Mm-hmm. Money. Mm-hmm. Where do you find money? How do you lower your debt? How do you do that? A lot of people don't realize they can use the equity in their home to put themselves in a better financial situation. A cash-out refinance. Cash-out refi. Everybody remember that. From Hall Financial can help relieve financial stress. Get that credit card debt down. You're paying 25. If, if you're carrying over, what are you paying? 25 now? I think
3: it's going to be higher. Higher?
0: Yeah, than 25. That's fucking insane. Okay. The solution could be in your home. And by the way, if you're looking for a home, you need a mortgage. That's why they got thousands of five-star reviews. Uh, You can go to 866-CALL-HALL. Personal. Right, Mike? You got your... Yes, I did. You got yep. your shit through them. It was personal, wasn't it? You loved it. Or get started by go, uh, going to callhallfirst.com. That's 866-CALL-HALL. We got Langton?
3: I don't know. He's he's having an issue connecting, so I sent him a new link.
0: Just call him on the phone, man. Come on. Can okay. we, can we yeah. problem solve instead of leaving me looking stupid in front of millions of podcast watchers?
4: I think you look great. Millions and millions. <laughs> Somebody said you look pretty spiffy today, Charlie, so you don't look stupid at all. Well,
0: thank you. I mean, here you know what? Here's how we... Avoid this embarrassment. Hey, YouTube, fuck off. <laughs> <Gone>. <laughs> I hope Langton's up on, on the news. I, I need to know what's going on with Alec Baldwin here.
4: You hope he's up on the news? I hope yeah. he is, too. I mean he's you know. a reporter and anchor, and a lawyer and everything. <laughs> and a lawyer. He should know. Charlie should know everything. What's going
0: on, guys? Hope we should see. Call him right now. I, I don't see the fucking buttons being pressed. He is. This whole thing's out of order. I, I told you didn't I? I? I knew it. We shouldn't start. <laughs> we shouldn't start till I see him. There he oh. is. He's on the phone now. What's up, Langton? Hey, I'm there. I got it. What? <laughs> this
2: thing is not working. Let me. Try. I should try it again. Just just go no, with the phone. We
0: just go with the phone, baby, all right?
2: Everything is good.
0: Yeah, Everything man. Is good. What are you doing right now?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sitting in Fox 2. They're tracking down a bank. Wow, but uh <laughs> a bad
0: firefighter. Hey, man, um, your, your, phone your, your, your phone sucks. Why? <laughs> Why is it every time we have you on, it fucks up?
1: I, I don't know. Let me try this. Hold on. I, I think this will work. Bye. That zany Fox
0: awesome. 2 group. I feel like I'm on the morning show here. <laughs> the I see you. Hang up the what?
2: phone.
3: He sees us. Hang up the phone. All okay. right, let's see. All right, here uh, we go. I'm going to get, this is a guess.
0: I'm going to bet you he's not there. I'm going to bet he didn't press microphone.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Oh, oh, he's like flashing on and off.
0: I, <laughs> and of course, there's What would I tell zero, you, He did, he didn't press microphone, did he? I told you. He works at a TV station. He drives around in a satellite <laughs> truck, and we're getting this. He's gone. I love watching him try to connect, though. It's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> unless you're listening, of course. No, no, uh, yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Do
2: you hear me?
3: <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We do. We should reply to that. Yes, we do hear you. There he is. Look at him there. Oh. There it is. It <laughs> oh my god.
0: You're oh, the best, god. man. Oh my god. He just blanked out again. I'm here. Who is this?
2: <laughs> you know what I've got? I've got this on my desk. I may need it. Yeah,
3: Look at little, that.
0: Little bit of bourbon. I may need it. Yeah. All right, dude. All All right. Right. Okay. how you guys doing? Real good, man. Thanks for being on. I love you, dude. Love to be on. <laughs> I'd like Langton going to be on tonight. It's going to be an easy day for me, man. You just This guy, what time you get up, Charlie? It's 3.30 in the morning. Oof. And what time do you go to bed?
2: Well, nine o'clock, except today on Thursday because we've got a tape "Let It Rip" tonight, so we'll we'll, we'll uh, it'll be a late one tonight, but it'll be all right. It's oh, all good. How
0: how all old good. are you, man? You're about like you're about you're about sixty, right in there, right? A little less, a little more. be sixty-two next week, January twenty-fifth, my birthday. Happy birthday, bro. Go. Happy birthday! <laughs> don't you Thank think? You. Don't you think at sixty-two you might want to you know <laughs> slow down a little bit and like maybe not? Oh. Chase every water main break at four in the morning. <laughs>
2: Not every I like it. It's still fun. I was tracking on this firefighter today. I mean, that's kind of fun. I was talking about this uh this DIA, the Van Gogh, five million bucks. That's kind of fun. Uh the coach, uh, U of M, Weiss, it's kind of fun. Um, uh, there's this there's so many things going on.
0: It's all good. All right, let's start with Van Gogh. What's going on? What's going on with the Van Gogh? Set that up for the listener. This is, I'm, legally speaking, with Charlie Langton. Where's the theme music? Where's the theme music? Here it comes. Hold on, Charlie. Oh, give me some time. We, we got you something. some theme music. Here it comes. Yes. <laughs> no, anyway. So the Van Gogh. Yeah, you're going to need it. There's a Van Gogh. Uh, All right, so there's a,
2: there's, a, uh, there's a Van Gogh exhibit going on at the DIA, and there's a, uh, a painting there. Uh, it's of a woman reading a book, the novel reader, I think they call it, something along those lines. Anyway, uh, the owner,
4: oh, that's right. the
2: owner <laughs> from Brazil says it's my painting and I want it back. So the owner filed a lawsuit asking a judge to send it back to Brazil. The judge is not doing it because the DIA says that under some kind of weird federal law, When artwork is being exhibited from another country in the United States, courts have no jurisdiction. It's a cultural thing. It's got to stay here in the United States for now.
0: Unless it's stolen, there's no law that says, "Hey, man, you get." See, See, my my question is, brother. You know, I I call the lawyers and I I want to get the owner on you. You know, Mister, what's his name, Soutor down there? yeah, yeah, Brazil. Yeah, some guy in Brazil, and. How would the DIA get a hold of this painting, and why wouldn't they check the provenance of, like, hey, man, this might be listed on the international stolen art exchange? Did you find that out? We don't know.
2: Well, what we do know is that twenty, according to the complaint, the DIA applied uh, for the it's called the I forget what it's called, like the international. They can register the art. They registered about twenty paintings. This being one of them and they got a free, clean bill of health that this painting was okay, according to the DIA. So I don't know, this guy in Brazil may say, hey, listen, I may have paid $3.7 million for this thing, but did he report it stolen? Did he put it on the stolen art list? I don't think he did. And I think the real issue for the court is who is the rightful owner? And, And that has not been decided yet. It's been, it'll be adjourned, but that's probably the real
0: issue in this case. That's a trip, man. You know, so this could be the greatest artistic fraud since Yoko Ono.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she did the... Uh, the here, let's yeah. let's do a little
0: bit of Yoko Ono here. Go ahead. It's called... Uh, just go ahead and go for it. It's the... This- That's art. Ah, Why don't we stick her in a box and send her to Brazil? I
4: love, what is love, what is that?
0: That's love? art. That's art, Karen. That's yeah, Yoko Ono yeah. at the Metropolitan Museum of Art performing her hit The Scream. The lyrics are go something like Ha ha ho ho wow woah whoa. Thank you. All right. Oh God. That's beautiful. That's another beautiful. thing. Rich,
4: that's another thing rich people can get away with. Like what? What is that?
3: Oh, just crap and say it's art. Yeah.
4: You think she rehearsed that? I
3: think
1: she rehearsed. <laughs> no, no. That's a don't great go, fucking go. question.
4: Uh, One more
0: time. One more time. Let's see. Wait, you want to hear it? Again? Yeah, he, he's into it. Yeah. Oh, he's God. a big art collector. <laughs> Well, just just by the phrasing, Charlie, I don't see how she couldn't have rehearsed.
4: Just
0: <laughs> well, just neat so, transitions.
4: That's like the Rick Rubin thing. Like he's sitting there and looking off into the sky and he has no idea how to run a board. And yeah. he's, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. come on.
0: Let's Kara do a little hip hop there, Charlie, just to let you know, Rick Rubin. So.
4: He's an old great. fat white guy who claims to be one of the best producers. Charlie's so actually quite thin. Not <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Oh. I,
3: I feel, I feel, Karen, like you watched the sixty Minutes piece on him because I had the same feeling. I'm like, what does this guy do? He doesn't play an instrument. He doesn't no. uh, run a board. And yeah. I think, I think his genius is that he'll tell an artist if something. He sucks. doesn't
4: have any genius. Kirby oh. had to give me the backstory on him. He doesn't have any genius. But go ahead. Let's talk. Let's talk to Langton. Okay, Langton. Um, are you there? Did we lose you? Okay. He's drinking. Um, Alec
0: Baldwin. I, He'd been charged with manslaughter. Yeah,
2: I think that's a terrible charge. I mean, uh, his, you know, they've got to have some, he's so negligent, according to the the prosecutors gonna have to show that he should have known the gun was loaded. I don't know, Alex Baldwin, his defense is gonna be, I'm an actor and I'm not that bright anyway. And I, I don't think he's gonna ever, how is anyone gonna say that he had any intention whatsoever or gross negligence that he knew this gun was loaded? And if he did, you think he's going to point it at someone that he knew? I mean, I think it's a, I don't I don't understand the the reality behind the charge, uh, most of the motivation. Obviously, the family is hurt. It's a death. I get it. Sad, but as far as criminal activity on this one, Alec Baldwin, when he was given a prop that he should have known, I don't know how many guns, uh, prop guns. Uh, alex baldwin a shot in his life but i think that's a very defensible case and i think whoever the defense is it's going to be he's going to have a he or she's going to have a great day
3: it seems like it's so high profile they had to charge him with something but how much um not just being the actor that pulled the trigger how about being the producer of the film that had multiple issues um is is that enough for negligence being a producer and then someone dying on the film
1: so, so the,
2: the problem here is we, 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 we don't want to confuse negligence and criminal activity. On the civil case, yes, it's a great civil case. Somebody was very negligent for loading that gun and giving it to Alec Baldwin. That's almost negligence per se. But nevertheless, on the per civil say. side, it's a great case. Huh. However, on the criminal side, You've got to have some element of criminal activity, meaning something's got to be bad. You have to have an evil intent or you are so grossly negligent that it rises to the level of criminal activity. And on this side, I just don't, I don't have all the facts. So of course, well, Charlie, to what about pack.
4: what about the weapons what about the weapons handler uh, on this on the set? I mean, she's now being brought into the conversation because she was responsible for maintaining and loading the weapons and she admitted that she put that she loaded the weapon that she gave to Alex ball. and so what's gonna be the implications of for, for her?
2: I would say if I'm a defense attorney, I'm going to want to separate these cases. I want to try them separately. I want Alec Baldwin to go on one case and I want this other weapons handler, or whatever her job is, to be a separate case. And I don't want to link the two of them together. I really don't. That's a strategy move that the defense attorney is going to have to figure out. But again, the principle of any criminal case is that you've got to have some criminal intent, something bad, or it's got to rise to the level that you were going so I, I take my gun and just shoot it out the window. I didn't intend to kill anybody, but that's so grossly negligent that that can rise to the level of criminal activity, a drunk driving. If I drink this entire bottle I, and then oh, I go drive I intend to kill anybody, but I'm so grossly negligent that that does rise to the level of criminal activity. But in this Baldwin case, as I understand the facts, he, he someone gave Baldwin a gun and he shot it. I don't see where that in a play or a, a movie setting rises to the level of criminal activity. But uh, the prosecutor must have something more than I do. The person that loaded it, on the other hand, might be different. Maybe you should know that if I put real bullets in a gun <laughs> that could <laughs> shoot, maybe
0: what a great that legal does mind.
4: rise to the level. That's a great activity. legal mind. There you that, go.
0: You're right. I mean, can I
4: ask one, can I ask, let me ask Charlie one more question, if I may. So think may? about the, the, the person who was shot. I mean, she wasn't part of the scene Um, so is that, does that play a role in this? Like, why would he even be pointing a weapon at her in the first place?
2: No, it shouldn't. I mean, I don't know where the, I mean, if that's what they say, if the guy, I think she was an innocent bystander if I remember correctly, but where she was in the line of fire, you know, if Baldwin just pulled the trigger haphazardly. But again, he's going to go to the fact that I should have been able to, because I didn't think there was a real gun and I would have no indication that it was a real gun, but does it play a role? It could play a small role. I don't think it is. I think the issue is going to be that Alec Baldwin himself must have known that by pulling this trigger that there must have had a live bullet in there and it could kill someone. Yeah,
0: like you you said, who knows what they got. Maybe he was like ranting and raving on the set and threatened. So who knows? But it seems on the face of it, Charlie, like we complain a lot about the rich and the well-connected and the famous and the special breaks they get. But this is the reciprocal of that, it seems to me. Like we're going to punish you because you're known. We have to do something. So, you know, let the prosecutor posture and let the judge dismiss the charge. I can't see with a semi-competent lawyer that you would actually have to stand trial for such a charge.
2: But you you also wrecked a, a life of uh, Alec Baldwin, perhaps too. I mean, you, it's very hard to recover from any any murder case. It's just, uh, you know, O.J. didn't. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. He did time afterwards. It's very difficult. Would, he, would you cast Alec Baldwin now in any role? I mean, he's done, I think. I don't know, Interesting. but my thought is, is that it's. Yeah. It, it, got To be fair, you got to know the facts. We don't know all the facts at this point, but I've got a lot of questions on this one.
0: Well, here Alec Baldwin did call and leave a message. We, you got his good. issue,
1: I'm going to let you know just how disappointed in you I am and how angry I am with you that you've done this to me again. You've made me feel like <laughs> and you've made me feel like a fool over and over and over again. And this crap you pull on me. With this goddamn phone situation that you would never dream of doing to your mother and you do it to me constantly and over and over again i am going to get on a plane and i'm going to come out there for the day and i'm going to straighten your ass out when i see you do you understand me i'm going to really make sure you get it then i'm going to get on a plane i'm going to turn around and i'm going to come home So you better be ready Friday, the 20th, to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude, faultless little pig,
0: okay? So is that admissible in court? (laughs) (laughs) What does Shakespeare say? Thou protest too much? I
1: don't
0: know. Hey, bro, bro, we were listening to that before the show, and I'm like, uh, wow, man! Uh, like he's really reaming out his ex-wife, you know, and it's his kid, and he's like, "I don't care if you're eleven <laughs> don't or 11, twelve yeah. or whatever you are." And I'm like, 11?
3: He's definitely guilty of anger issues. I'll tell you that much.
0: Anger management. Or maybe that's his
2: sentence. Maybe he'll just take some kind of plea and just send some anger management. Maybe Not- everyone will be happy.
3: You know what, Charlie? Not the first time that's happened to him, too, where he, he took a plea and had to take anger management courses, either, which, which still which, makes which him laughed. angry. Yeah, and he laughed it off too. He's done interviews where he just laughed it off.
0: Okay, now let's let's move to the next one here. Um, you did a good story this week about how the Detroit Fire. And police pension fund is suing Vince McMahon, the creator and majority owner of WWE Big Time Wrestling. What's up with that one, Charlie?
2: This is a great story here. So the uh the, the every police and fire, they have a pension and they have a, a it's a board that uh coordinates the pension. They've got $2.8 billion in that pension. I don't know what level they're funded, but nevertheless, that's what they've got. Now, like any anybody that's got money you have to invest it somewhere and the board of the detroit fire police and fire pension board des- decided a good investment would be the wwe <laughs> big time wrestling now they only put a hundred thousand dollars which <laughs> compared to 2.1 million is not a lot but it is something what it does though is it gives them shareholder rights and apparently somebody at the detroit uh, pension board didn't like what was going on at the wwe What was going on? Vince McMahon, the longtime founder, he had some sexual uh, abuse problems, and he paid about $12 million to various uh, women to settle their claims, buy them off, whatever. And part of that was he would resign as head of the WWE. That was only six months ago. He got bored for whatever reason, and then he used his manipulation powers because he's got 80% of the shares of the company and he fired a couple of board members. They changed the bylaws and now who's in charge? Vince McMahon. So somebody in Detroit didn't like that. They filed a lawsuit in Delaware and they are asking the judge essentially get rid of Vince McMahon because there's a rumor out there that Vince McMahon wants to sell the WWE to Saudi Arabia investor or some others as well.
0: Well, that'd be good for investors. That would turn that $100,000 into $110,000. That's a good fucking move, pension (laughs) guys.
2: It is. Listen, I I looked at their earnings. Their earnings are pretty good. The stock is selling for uh, better than uh, quite a bit. I mean, it's actually done very well. So uh, I don't know. Uh, My first question when I saw this is why would the Detroit Pension Board invest in big-time wrestling? But apparently... Uh, according to Coleman Young, and then I looked at the numbers, and he's right, they actually made a profit. It's actually a pretty good good investment for the pension board. But listen, as a shareholder, you've got rights, if you don't like the way the company is running, you can file a lawsuit. The issue is when you go public, you as a shareholder don't control the company anymore. A board of directors controls it. And when you as a shareholder manipulate the board, arguably, which is what's going on here, that could be illegal. Or it could be at least a civil action for which a judge could
0: say, "Vincent, man, you're out,"
2: and and we go. Why does there.
0: your camera keep bouncing around? What's going on with that? It's <laughs> He's making me it. seasick.
2: I'm trying to hold on to it. Hold on here. All right, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, are you on a
0: TV station? a fucking local TV guy. So, guys.
4: so how, how how much of this is for show? Do you think, and how much of this really has any legitimate substance? The pushback. Yeah, what's, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, for such an insignificant amount of money that they are making money on, like, what's what is, is this? Is and it who because no
0: Langton is, is uh, to follow Karen's question? Is it because they want a nice story from Charlie Langton? They know Langton <laughs> going to get on this and and, and do what Langton do? <laughs> but we know there's a pension balloon coming, and them motherfuckers might become insolvent because the city can't pay for it. Is this a misdirection, Mister Langton, legally speaking? <laughs>
2: Uh, and can get caught. It's just the way it is. I'm going to do it. Uh, but but I think it's I think it's a I like the fact that they got a sex pervert heading their company that they invest in good self Uh But they think that there's illegal activity going on here.
0: Let me and let your let me let your phone catch up to itself. If you, we have an expert here about Detroit the pension fund, the $100,000, big-time wrestling. He is a professional wrestler himself. It is El Rojo de Ghetto, and uh, <laughs> I believe he's ringside.
5: Yes. Yeah. Nice. How you doing there, brother? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I just want to come here and let you know that I'm going to sue and beat the WWE Invisory Man for that $100,000, no matter how much the hell it costs. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars 400000 I don't lose because I win worthless shit. That is what I'm going to do. And for far as the pension funds go, they better be happy they're even getting a goddamn pension because as a wrestler, I can't even afford my Ben Gay for being so after a fucking match. Let me tell you something, brother. That $100,000 can pay for a lot of extra shit here in Detroit. Like two extra miles of useless bicycle lanes. Do you know what we could do with two more miles of bicycle lanes? A whole goddamn lot, brother. Let me tell you. $100,000 in Detroit could tear down 38 more houses and put dirt in the holes. That's what we could do with that $100,000. So Vince McMahon and the WWE, you better be looking out because I'm coming
0: to kick your ass, brother. We could also... We could also bribe uh, you know, let's see, what's the going rate? Thirty-five three council members for a hundred thousand dollars.
5: <laughs> and have some change left over. <laughs> yeah. <How horrible>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I would
3: I would almost expect Coleman Young to settle that lawsuit for a couple of tickets for Friday night. Like it just it just seems like a kind of frivolous lawsuit.
2: They're in town. This lawsuit's not gonna affect it. It's in town, and it'll be sold out, too.
4: It's a good investment.
3: Yeah, and if you don't like Vince McMahon, sell your stock.
4: But but this Get is the right other right. thing. How many how, how many other uh, creeps are heading cor- companies exactly. or corporations where there are other investments? I mean, yeah. if you really are going to take that approach, you've got to do some investigation on every head of every entity that you are invested in, and I think you will turn up more than just that one. Amen. Well,
2: he owns 81% of the company. Actually, it's really his company. Why he went public... He must have made He cashed out pretty quickly. I don't know how much he's worth, but I think Vince McMahon's worth a lot of money.
0: A lot of money. A shitload. And listen, um, El Rojo was brought to you by XG Service Group. They are experts in the internet voiceover protocol, menu boards, drive-through security, just any si- this place, they wired this place. Mm-hmm. So it, anytime you're looking for the tech guy to get you modern, And get you digitized you call matt yaskovitz at xg service group 734-245-4100 hello bernie good to see you brother oh yeah brother (laughs) that's what he came up with i'm gonna come home and work some material brother i'll tell you right now ring your pencil neck and put a bulge in there you should have stuck some socks in there Uh, man There's still a big
3: crowd to see him though
0: yeah now (laughs) hey listen um also I, I told you all that uh, Rick Worshy, White Boy Rick, and I will be doing the real story at uh, Andiamo's showroom in Warren on March 18th. Uh, the tickets went on sale yesterday. It's, it's selling really well. It's, so it's, hurry a, it's up, almost everyone. on the way to selling yeah. out. So you better get in there. Uh, go to AndiamoShowroom.com. They're between 25 and 100 if you want to meet and greet. Yep. It's yep. gonna be. It's gonna be good.
3: Yeah. No, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be fun. Are you coming? Yeah.
0: You you mean you to the show did you yeah. buy tickets yet
3: no I'm gonna win the Cuomo tickets oh I think. am I ineligible the
4: so wait Mark I thought you were supposed to take me you and I were going together so how are we going And wow. nobody has any tickets
0: I'm gonna be your plus one Des better get some tickets <laughs> because I, I I'm, I'm awarding the Chris Cuomo table four tickets to see white boy Rick the real story I want to now we're not, go ahead give me a drum roll or something <laughs> <laughs> fucking high tech Yes. The winner of the Chris Cuomo dinner table for White Boy Rick, the real story at AndiamoShowroom.com is Mr. Positive. Oh,
3: right. yes, sir. Hey. Mr.
0: Positive. He's
3: a good dude. A
0: good dude. He, he calls and sometimes he doesn't feel so positive, And it takes a lot out of a man to be so positive for so long. He's Mr. Positive on the phone.
3: He always is.
0: Are you there, Mr. Positive?
3: Rick
1: uh, wait Rick
0: <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Positive, are you with us? What is wrong with everybody today? Turn your internet yes. down.
4: Yes. Turn it down. Turn on, turn on it your I'm radio,
0: here. Mr. Positive.
1: I'm here. Mr. Positive's in the house.
0: Listen, man, I want to give you the Chris Cuomo table, four tickets to see Rick Worshee, the real story. That's from me to you, man.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you very much, Charlie. Oh my God, that's going to be an awesome event! Wow, it'll be thank more, you, be very, awesome very there, much. there with you. Your, made my night, my friend. With
0: your positive presence, it'll just be more awesome, man. I, I know we, you know. Hey, Joanne, if you're listening, I know. Look, we all butt heads, we kid each other, but I got a lot of respect for you as a human being. I mean, you're, uh, you're a credit to this community, and I'm happy to give them
1: to you. Thank you very much, Charlie. You're going to make me cry, but thank you. Love you, and I'll. Talk to you later.
0: And I told Chris I was going to give him to you, Chris Cuomo, and he said, I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. You're fantastic on a show. I might try to get on with him tonight. Uh, me and the producers go back and forth. They they like the questions that I ask. And if it's, uh, oh, you're a Cuomo regular? You're going to get on
0: Cuomo tonight?
1: Through. I might. I might. I talk to one of the producers, and we go back and forth, okay. left and right. And it's just... Okay. We did about Bill O'Reilly last night. Why does he think his truth is the truth? Mr. Positive? Um, I don't want to be negative.
0: I really want to talk about Bill O'Reilly. Who shows it? All right, get off the the phone now. (laughs) Congratulations. Okay, Love you. Thank you, you, Charlie. See you, man. (laughs) He's a good dude. No, I'm not going to give him to him. (laughs) (laughs) Just call him up and make him cry. (laughs) Go on back out there, Rojo. Okay, so, Langton, the last thing here is This I wouldn't be the first man to be doing a night discussion with Rick, where's your white boy Rick. You have actually done that. You did it downtown here, did you not? I did. I did it downtown. I actually interviewed. You know what? I don't know. I actually interviewed him when um, when he was
2: in uh, when he was in prison. Uh, It was about ten years or so ago in prison. So um, I called him up, and uh, somehow we made the connection. And you know, Rick is a uh, he's a smart guy. He's got a lot to say about a lot of different things, and when you get him to talk, he's 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 a, he's very bright, and he's got a good insight into things, and he's got a good people skill. He reads people very, very well. He's a fascinating guy, and he's got a story if he wants to talk about it. I think what he's doing now is even more exciting, but the backstory is is just great on, on
0: Rick Orson. and it's gonna be a great show. So give me some tips, like what, what do you do? I mean, you know, you got the experience. Uh, Find out what he's. Find out
2: what he wants to talk about. He's got it. If you start, and, and you know what, if you start going off on a tangent, he doesn't want to talk about it. He'll let you know. He either will say nothing, or he'll say, "All right, let's move on," and he'll do it. And that's that's the way he wants to. But he does want to talk. And so, if you can get him on something where he wants to talk, the guy is fantastic. Now, maybe it's about his pot something, his eight-mile pot or whatever he's got, uh, maybe it's his, he's got a place in uh, in Florida somewhere, um, he's got, um, you know, he's still connected, uh, he drives fancy cars, I mean, there's a lot of things, this is all today, and the old stuff, we'll talk a little bit about it, about him being bitter or not bitter, and all that life in prison, but that stuff's been reported, I think. Uh, Quite a bit, but he's just a fascinating guy. And then you talk to him about the DIA. You can talk to him about politics. You can talk to him about a lot of things. Uh, he's a he's an, int- an interesting guy, and he, he is up to speed on whatever is going on in the world.
0: I got to tell you, when I, I I didn't know him at all, you know, and I met him. We met for lunch, and I was like, he's an exceedingly bright man. You know, you, you know the backstory. I mean, drops out of school in eighth grade. He goes to prison. By the time he's eighteen, he does three decades. Like. I don't know what I'm expecting, but holy smokes! Yeah, the guy's up on things, and he's you know yeah. he's who's
3: whispering. I think uh, El Rojo was. El Rojo. Oh, gee,
0: fuck. <laughs> all right, um, Charlie. Thanks so much for being here, man. I know you got to prepare for your show. It's good stuff. Thanks. You yeah, guys right? are great.
2: Uh, Karen, always good talking to you. Mark, very good. Everybody out there, too, uh, good, Charlie.
0: Hey, uh, hey, hey, Charlie. Tell everybody over there. Yeah, we're we're top 200 in America now. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Hey, Charlie, gonna... is, your the... is your birthday the 23rd or the 25th? I had it as the 23rd in my phone. What no, day mine's is the 29th. That? 25th. That... Oh,
2: okay, God. Charlie, what is yours?
0: Oh, the
4: famous hey, Charlie.
2: <laughs> Charlie, I don't want to derail the show over here, but I just got a, co- I a copy of copies here, uh, a book
0: by Terry <laughs> Johnson. Uh, Perry Johnson's got a new book out. It's called Two Cents, which is what he's got left over after <laughs> that fucking gubernatorial run with the fake signatures. I got to read this book, so maybe we'll have Perry Johnson. I, I, just, I just got this thing on my desk What's here. the subtitle? Two Cents. Those signatures were worth about that much. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh, wrote I'm a book. Something. Somebody tricked a guy into writing a book. Okay, let the, the last word is with El Rojo. Okay. Go ahead, El what is he doing? He's fixing his junk.
5: What's up, brother? <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you much for having me. Listen here. People want to know how I train. They say there's no facility for me to train to be a pro wrestler in Detroit. You don't know. I can train with anybody on the streets. Matter of fact, on Six Miles of John R, the Transvestites over there are more than happy to wrestle around for 20 bucks. So I spar with them getting ready for all my major matches. It's a lot of resources here in Detroit. You just got to look around and find them. Let me tell you this. If you come down to see some wrestling, and you want to see some real wrestling, come watch me try to wrestle $2 from a bum outside of the Coney Island. That's a hell of a match to see right there. And it won't cost you a damn dime. Matter of fact, El Rojo has decided he's going to start his own wrestling federation called Bums Are Us Wrestling. That's right. For all of us that didn't make it and seem to want to wear their wife's underwear out to wrestling matches, we're getting together and starting our own bum federation because that's how we do it so Vince McMahon WWE unloose our goddamn hundred thousand dollars because I swear for God I will drop kick the shit out of you with my run over shoes this is how we're doing it because we don't play in Detroit and we may invest in stupid shit but one thing we won't do is make you let us look stupid I think that was on that note I'm out of here eat your weedy smoke your weed and drink your liquor Yeah, yeah brother
4: is that my muffler
0: that was weird. <laughs> that was really weird. Whoa! Wonderful. I think he so is I wearing your that leotard. I think he is wearing your leotard, Karen.
4: Not my leotard. That fur <laughs> muffler. I just. Oh, I gotta go look. God.
0: Hmm. Well, that's that. Thanks, Charlie. There goes your career.
3: He <laughs> <laughs> you looks great in that leotard, don't you think? Uh,
4: no. I'll see
0: you at the no, no, no uh, bullshit lunch hour, Karen. See you see you on Monday, yep, my friend. You will.
4: I'll see you Monday.
0: Bye.